Hello beautifuls, Teresa here with Messages That Matter. I'm super excited to bring this teaching to you. Like it came to me last week from my coach and it was just so clear and I could understand so many conundrums that I've had in my life. And it is a series. There is no way that I could put everything I learned into one podcast. So I started out with part one and I called it man down. And you'll know what that means toward the end. First of all, grab pen and paper and also make sure you check out the show notes for any ongoing uh, mm, gifts or documents or supportive material. I don't know what all I'm going to have in there, but double check before you leave. Also, hit that follow button up there in the little spinning uh, settings. You can pick follow and or also hit the bell, which notifies you when a new podcast arrives. So you can actually listen to all of this series. I think it's so, so incredibly important or I wouldn't waste your time. Thanks for being with me. I'm sitting up here cross-legged in my bed, and here we grow. Number one, think of something from your past you did not want. (laughs) You didn't want to experience it. It could have to do with distrust, infidelity, severe, ugly name-calling, hatefulness, divorce, abuse, addiction, severe blame, severe shame. We all can relate to this. If you can't relate, (laughs) this is probably not the podcast for you or the teaching for you. (laughs) Number two, open up your heart and step into willingness Willingness to go look under the hood and poke around a bit because what you're going to learn from looking at your past actually serves you regarding your future. It's the only reason to look under the hood or look into the past. You can see the details of it as I explain this today. And uncovering those details gives you the footing to go forward and better understand choice points of clarity. We desire to understand more about ourselves going forward around our thinking and our thought processes. Number three, in this story that you picked out, remember I asked you to think of something from your past you did not want. Number three goes into that story and ask, when did you know within the story, this conundrum, something's not right here. (laughs) You could feel it. And what did your mind say to you when you felt it? Right? Story time. 
There was a guy I dated like five years ago for two or three years. When I first started dating him, I, we'd been dating about three months. At that time, I took my dad to sing karaoke like once a week. And so I invited this guy to come and have dinner with us. And my dad was going to do karaoke, blah, blah, blah. We'd been dating about three months. I dressed up. I don't know why. I just felt it, right? This dude never notices. In three months that I've been dating him, he'd never noticed what I look like. Never complimented. Which I thought was kind of weird. So he leaves and my dad and I are sitting there and I said, there's something I've noticed about this dude. He does not give compliments. My dad didn't say anything, just looked at me. And then I spouted off and I'm not chopped liver. (laughs) And my dad laughed. He said, no, you're not. Never said anything else. I drove home that night and I pulled into my garage and I sit there just thinking, I wonder why he doesn't give compliments. So I picked up the phone and called him. I don't know, it was like nine or 10 o'clock or something reasonable. I said, I've noticed something. We've been dating for like three months and you don't ever give compliments. He said, no, I don't. And that's something you'll need to accept about me. I remember saying, alrighty then, I'll catch you later. (laughs) And I hung up. I sat there in my car and tears rolled down my cheeks and I felt the feels. It was weird. I'd been single for like 20 years, so I knew to survive, to be happy, to have serenity, I didn't need compliments. But you know, on the list of the things that I desire in life, I would love to be with someone who is able to give compliments. And I want to be the person who also gives compliments, like I do with my girlfriends and my other guy friends. And I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there. My intuition had indicated this was a red flag. But I talked to my intuition. I explained to her, we'd been single for 20 years, we didn't really need compliments. And she said, yeah, but we desire them, we want them, we give them. I was like, yeah, this isn't a big deal. It's not a big deal. He is who he is, and I must accept that. (laughs) So we have that 30-minute process of conversations, self-talk, that overrides the beautiful intuition. And in that moment, as I explain further in this teaching, I left behind a piece of me, a part of me. I chose to belong 
over choosing myself. I chose belonging over loving me. I chose laying down a piece of me (laughs) in order to go over here and belong in partnership. Because, you know, society says, what's wrong with you if you're not in partnership, right? Culture says that. Culture and society say a lot of things that I'm going to tell you right now is a bunch of BS. And I'm going to ask you to look at that and choose for yourself what you desire in life. That's another piece of me or part of me that I left behind that day. I didn't stick with my belief, my stance, my understanding, my desire, my design. I left it behind so I could go over here and belong. Okay, you with me? <laughs> so, what we've done is you, you sit here and you come up with something that you did not want. Number two, you step into willingness willingness to look under the hood and number three when did you know that you knew that you knew and what did your mind say to you or say to your intuition right okay number four I want you to know in number four that you may still be with your person. What I'm going to share here doesn't mean it's over. (laughs) It does not mean it's over. It simply means you'll understand something super big that matters. And don't go running to people who are untrained and try to explain this to them. Just sit with it and breathe oxygen all the way to your toes and allow hours and days or months, if you must, to process this till you understand it thoroughly. So A, it's super big and it matters. B, it means your perspective will shift. And that usually includes a miracle. You know, what's the definition of a miracle? the tiniest shift in our perception and see it means you'll know and be able to speak to this knowing and it will have powerful empowering be a beautiful essence about it and you'll be and you'll feel differently than anything you've ever felt before as I step into this teaching So don't overreact. Number four is about do not overreact. Learn to sit in the unknowing until you know that you know that you know. One client described that, you know, as she's an advanced student, she described it as freeing as fuck. This feeling that we're headed into. Number five. Evaluate how you felt prior to this situation, this story that we're talking about. How did you feel 
prior to this experience. It can be lost and lonely all the way to strong and healthy. I remember before I met this dude, I had had like a five-year sabbatical from dating anyone, and I felt very strong and very healthy. I didn't feel the feels of needing to belong. But that needing to belong creeped in later as my heart got involved, right? I needed to belong, and if that meant leaving part of myself or two or three parts of myself. So it is. If you're on the other end of that teaching stick and you feel very lost and very lonely and meeting someone, dating them for three months, you start to feel alive again. You know, both of these are red flags but something very common that happens with little humans and especially little humans as we connect to others and need to belong don't make it bigger than it is but it's there and it's with all of us that strong need to belong so number five is about you know, writing down how you felt prior to stepping into this situation, or as I call them, conundrum. Number six. Number six. When you decided this feels funky, and I must do something differently. Do you remember, do you recall when you decided this feels funky and I'm going to have to do something differently? What were some of those deciding factors or choice point clarities? Like just rampage a little bit here might be this feels like shit. This is weird. This doesn't feel good. I don't really like this about him or her. I've had thoughts of he or she is immature, emotionally immature, doesn't have what I want or what I desire. Feelings of untrustworthy, you know, and doesn't have good values and doesn't communicate well, throws out breadcrumbs just to keep the relationship alive. The list goes on and on. What do you remember? as a deciding factor, jot that down, jot those down. Number seven, this whole teaching, this whole conversation is about belonging. Little humans long to belong. Belonging means I'm loved. It means I'm cherished. It means I'm honored. It means I'm respected. It means I am cared for. And most of us, little humans, seek all of that outside 
of ourselves. Mm. Buckle up, sisters and brothers, brothers and sisters. Buckle up. We're headed into the last part of this teaching. Are you ready? It's number eight. Number eight, nine, and ten are pretty powerful. In most cases, in order to belong, we must, or we feel we must, in these decision-making moments, mind-shift moments, we feel we must belong. Belonging means more to me than myself, my intuition. Belonging means more to you than your self, your core essence, which means our choice point right now in this moment is I must leave parts of me behind. I must leave parts of me behind or hide parts of me in order to belong with this dude or this dudette. (laughs) I must leave parts of me behind isn't a conscious self-talk conversation. Most people don't do self-talk and do like, Oh God, I'm going to have to leave, you know, two or three parts of me behind. That's not a normal self-talk conversation. So all this happens to us unconsciously. It's more like a feeling similar to compromise. Or I don't matter. Belonging matters more. Or a trade. Trade a piece of me for belonging being chosen. You know, I mentioned the other day, I I see a gal on social media that just was proposed to and my God in heaven, her whole demeanor, life, everything is just maxed out happy. That's a gal that doesn't love herself at all and is so fucking excited that somebody has chosen her. She, she's headed for trouble because your significant other having to carry that burden of lifting you up, meeting your expectations, loving you more than you love yourself is never, ever going to work. You got to love yourself. They got to love themselves. You come together. You have great experiences, beautiful experiences. And all of that is cherry on top. It's whipped cream. But you got to be whole and healthy and have full on love of self, honor of self, respect of self prior to going into union. (laughs) Being chosen means it's aka belonging being chosen is priority and need a strong desire to feel the to feel the feels of belonging number nine what i want other people don't want you know what i wanted in that story that i told you about the dude i was dating what i wanted he didn't want didn't want anything to do with it So in order to belong, which meant more to me three months into this, I must leave part of me behind. I must settle. 
As soon as I settle, I start to wonder, right? Number 10, wonder, what the hell is wrong here? (laughs) What went wrong? All of a sudden, hindsight becomes 2020 in this teaching, in this lesson, in this process of poking and looking around under the hood. The mind said, I need to belong. That is the number one goal here, Teresa. The mind says, I need to belong. (laughs) When we're focused on belonging, we're not focused on being ourselves. This, my friends, will actually kill you. This, my friends, is the onset of disturbance, dis-ease, all the way to disease. You can feel it in your body. When you leave parts of you behind, it is the most unhealthy choice point you'll ever make. The heart's job, that's the mind. The heart's job is to let you know the mind is not in alignment. The heart's job is to let you know the mind is jacked up. And in that jacked up mess, it is messing with your mojo, your vibration, your energy, your life force. The heart's job is to let you know that. How does the heart let you know? How does the heart communicate? What is the heart's communication style? Mm, Sadness. Emptiness. Despair. Suppression. Depression. Disconnection. Lack of joy. That's the heart and the soul communicating to us that the mind is messing up. (laughs) This session one has 10 points. Go back through, write these down, grab pen and paper, get under that hood and start poking around and really feel the feels of how you left yourself behind in order to go over here and feel the feels of belonging. Here's a little secret. You belonged the minute you were born. The minute you were conceived, you belonged. And belonging out of cultural and societal pressure is not is not the way to go I got another little story and then we're going to close this out and I loved it my coach brought up this analogy told this story and it and it just felt like oh my god that's such a great analogy so I want you to picture this a ski boat and the ski boat is the mind And Lordy, remember when that union or relationship first started? Woo-wee, the wind, the fun, 
the raising of the arms and feeling the high vibe of just running through the water and swerving and curving and carrying on. You remember that, right? The heart is the skier. So you're going along, you're skiing, you're having a blast, and the skiers, woo, God, having fun too. And all of a sudden, a choice point comes up for us to make a decision to belong to this experience. And with that, to belong, we must leave a part of us behind. The ski boat keeps going, baby. The heart, which is the skier, let's go with a rope. Let's go of the rope because that isn't okay to leave pieces and parts of you behind. It isn't okay to hide your core essence. It isn't okay. The heart lets go of the rope. The skier sinks into the water and all of a sudden feels the loneliness of being in that water Mm, by themselves in a big old lake or a big old ocean or a big old bay, feeling the feels of being alone if they don't compromise who they are. And today we're going to call that man down. Man down. I'll see you for part two. This is Teresa signing off.